Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. A man is not what he thinks he is. He is what he hides. We're about to begin an old but excellent scenario entitled The Secret of Castronegro. It was written in 1983 by Mark Pettigrew and Sandy Peterson and is part of a collection entitled Ghastly Adventures in Erudite Lore. I am your GM and this is episode one. Let's introduce our players and the characters they will be playing. Uh, let's start with uh, Ken. You're muted. <laughs> Hi there, folks. I'm Ken. I'm playing Sam Steele, a private investigator who has been hired by two groups of people in this adventure. Um, Sam uh, was recently served as a soldier in 1917 and 18 in the Great War and then came home and uh, had a family. He's got a, a child, a wife and a child, his young son, son Billy. And they have recently moved to Albuquerque and he set up his private detective agency here after working in San Francisco. So um, Sam is a boxer, almost professional and uh, he can pack a punch he's a big guy with a lot of strength and quite a strong personality he's a direct kind of character so that's what i'm playing excellent joshua hi i'm uh joshua morrow i'll be playing julius clayton lane uh julius uh i am the embodiment of the dilettante uh men want me women want to be me and I expect the best of the best of the best. And if that's not good enough, get the better version because I expect it. I'll pay for it with you, without you, or through you. Whatever it takes to get my cousin back is what I'm willing to do. Well, unless it costs too much, then we might have to cut him loose. But besides that, he's been a childhood friend my whole life, more like a brother a loving confidant. We went and killed furry things together. We went and womanized women together. And damn it, I need them back. Excellent. Jeff. I'm playing Professor Gregor, uh, Mark Hisney. Uh, I'm an archaeologist um, and bit of a typical professor, you know, a little, I got glasses, not exactly uh, athletic or anything, and I kind of am, am married to my my work, so always traveling about doing doing archaeological type things. Okay, Ford. Hi, I'm Ford. Uh, today I'm playing uh, Dr. Rob uh, Harlow. Uh, Dr. Rob, as he's called by his students, uh, Rob by everybody else. He's not your typical professor. He's pretty laid back, uh, kind of open. Uh, some people may uh, call him uh, bohemian, although uh, he's, he's, he still keeps a very good uh, professional air to him. Um, he, too, was involved in the Great War, but he doesn't talk about it very much. Uh, but um, Right now, he is uh, currently a professor of uh, forensic science at University of New Mexico and helping to forge that uh, department uh, and the uh, 
new, new and upcoming science of uh, forensics. Uh, he also moonlights for the uh, Albuquerque Police Department, uh, doing much the same. Uh, and as Rob would like to say, he uh, is in the process of taking the Albuquerque Police Department out of the old west and into the modern age. Uh, he's been called in on this uh, for his skills and investigation and, uh, and uh, understanding and tracking. Um, doesn't know too much about the whole situation yet, other than the fact that one of his colleagues has uh, been missing for a while, and uh, it's the first he's, uh, other than what's been in the, in the papers uh, over the past month. Um, did he break up for everybody else, too? Okay. He kind of broke up there at the end. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, right. maybe, maybe try unplugging and plugging in your, uh, <laughs> your microphone. To, uh, and finally, but last but not least, uh, Fred. Hi, I'm Fred. I'll be playing uh, Professor Gregor Haston. Uh, he is a uh, teacher of anthropology at the University of New Mexico. Uh, he's a mostly quiet, reserved, um, plain spoken individual, uh, first generation Hopi off of the reservations, uh, working uh, his way to help uh, send goods and money back to the reservation to support his families and also um, to try to further the cause of uh, collecting information and uh, cataloging uh, data about uh, the Hopi uh, for the future. Okay, excellent. All right. <clears throat> well, I have on my keeper shirt. Uh, the players are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> it was a very average day, the 1st of October, uh, two, 1925, at the University of New Mexico in the city of Albuquerque. The temperature was about 74 degrees, average. It was slightly overcast and a bit hazy, common for this time of year. The astronomy club was going to be observing the harvest moon, which was due to be its fullest tomorrow night, and they were hoping for clear skies. But there was a dark cloud which loomed over the minds of three people. The first, which was a rich kid from Boston, Julius Lane, of the Beacon Hill Lanes. His cousin David had gone missing, and his family believed it was a kidnapping but no ransom had been asked. Julius had hired a private eye by the name of Sam Steele to investigate. Hopefully he could turn up more information than the police had. The other two people were professors of the university, Dr. Mark Hisney and Dr. Gregor Haston, uh, whose colleague and friend, Professor William Godfrey, had gone missing. Sitting next to them was another colleague, Dr. Robert Harlow, a medical doctor, in the forefront of forensic investigation. It was mid-morning, and the five of you are gathered in a small meeting room of Hodgkin Hall, which currently holds most of the books destined to be housed in the new Zimmerman Library, which is still under construction. Well, uh, good morning, gentlemen. It's great to uh, have us all together. Um, I've called you all together uh, because of some new evidence. As you know, um, Julius uh, Lane, who is here, can I introduce Julius, in fact, to, to the three professors here. This is Mark Kinsey, uh, Dr. Gregor Haston, and Dr. Robert Harlow. 
uh, Mr. Lane. So uh, we have a common interest here, and in fact, both of the professors and Mr. Lane here have um, uh, contracted me to look for missing persons. In the case, Mr. Lane of the professors, they've asked me to look for William Grod Godfrey and um, Mr. Lane's cousin, uh, David Lane, is also missing. I want to, I brought with me here a, a newspaper article which may um, shed a little bit of light on the, the fact that this matter may not be an individual, two individual matters of missing persons. So let me just read this article to you. Uh, the heading here is Weird Disappearances Baffle the Sheriff. Local and state police in southwest New Mexico are mystified by a string of evidently unrelated missing persons cases. On September 28, that's just three days ago, um, Joaquin Vileli Pereira, a native of the small town of Castro Negro, was discovered to have left his room at the La Pulga Dorado Hotel in Silver City, leaving all his possessions behind, which tells us something. The authorities suspect foul play but have no suspects or clues. This by itself would not be very unusual were it not for two previous disappearances on September the 16th. That's, of course, your friend and associate uh, professors, Dr. William Godfrey, a noted professor of psychology at the University of New Mexico at Albuquerque, was reported missing while traveling from Silver City again to Las Cruces. Is that correct? Las Cruces. <laughs> on September 18th, a traveler from Boston, Mr. David Lane, who I've also been hired to find, was found missing from his High Street townhouse in downtown Silver City. All three of these disappearances remain unsolved, the article tells us. The police suspect that there may be a connection between them, but none has been discovered so far. Now, this is a timely article for us and for the cases that uh, of all of the parties here gathered. Um, according to this article, um, the police see no connection whatsoever uh, that they can discover, although they obviously suspect one. Um, Mr. Lane, the professor, uh, and the Castro Negro resident. If um, So we really have the two missing cases we're, in, we're interested in, and we also have a, a separate missing case now reported um, from the Castanegro resident. All three within a two to three day time frame, and one of them ten, within 10 days. So I'm sorry to say that in, in, in the cases that, that you're interested in for Mr. Lane and for William Godfrey, um, I believe there may be some deeper issues at work here, some foul play. And one question I would maybe address to you just now, uh, I know there hasn't been so far, but I'm a right in saying there has been no contact in terms of for a, a, um, looking for money or a kind of hostage situation. Nobody has heard in, from anybody. Uh, we've received no ransom as we suspected there may be, but I'd like to make something clear. I'm paying you to find my cousin. 
these other locals are secondary to finding him. I want to make that clear. That's absolutely fine. I'll make sure all parties are dealt with. It seems uh, to me, certainly, something is going on around Silver City. Something bigger than maybe one individual. Although, as I say, I'm very happy to satisfy everybody's needs uh, and discovery. I'm hoping, of course, that we find everybody safe and sound. I certainly um, provide great experience. And I, I'm also bringing my friends here. One stays in this pocket and the other one stays in this pocket. This is Betsy and this is Bob. And I bring a good wealth of experience to my investigations. These two beauties here, these are prize fighters and I'm ready to take on any nonsense that's going on, guys. Anyway, back to the case. I'm proposing, and this is why I've gathered you all here, that all parties bring our great experience, our information. We've got three professors in this room. We have yourself, Mr. Lane, uh, who can help provide some more background for your brother, your cousin's disappearance. I'm proposing we get together because I think time is of the essence in this case. Would you be willing to agree to cooperating closely with an investigation with myself? And uh, we have three lines of inquiry that I can see clear lines of inquiry. So just to help us start off, and I think we need to start off ASAP. First, do we have access to the professor's diary or a schedule that he was, or what he was currently working on? Professors, you could help with that. Or uh, do we have access to his room or his office here at the university? Uh, for Mr. Lane, um, do we have access? Can we get access to, to David Lane's uh, Hyde Street townhouse as well? Of course, and then of I, course. It's family property. And I, I, great. We, we need to do that today, I would think. And Mr. Uh, Julius would be happy to assist us with that, as I know how important this is for you, of course. Lastly, I want to, if, if we are struggling for information, we'd need to look at this reported case in the newspaper because there may be some kind of connection between the people that you're looking for to. Gentlemen, what do you think? Well, I don't mind bankrolling this little endeavor we're going into. But as I've stated before, if this turns out to be three separate incidences, I, I, I must say that my cousin has to be the top priority. I'm willing to pay whatever your services are, it's going to take to, to bring him back. My family's very upset. I understand, no problem. Professors, do you think you'd be able to aid us in, uh, in some investigating of your own? Mr. Steele, I'm, I'm very interested in, in helping in any way I can here at the university. Uh, obviously, we've got some roles around here, but we could probably get help from the administration to seek the things you want. That's excellent. And I understand, Professor, that you have some connection with uh, the study of clues and evidence and forensics. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. 
I have right. uh, not only my own connections, but connections within the police department. And if necessary, I can rely upon them to give us assistance. Excellent. That may be that may be good support. Great. Sometimes more more outside of the uh, normal channels there, if you know what I mean. Yes. Oh, that that's kind of the way I operate. I often find the police are far too slow. I take a far more direct approach myself. Get things done. Okay, well, I suggest that uh, on, on the priority list is the townhouse, Mr. Lane's townhouse. But as we're here at the university, perhaps we could uh, take a look at um, the professor's office and uh, see if we can make any connections there before we head out. What do you say, gentlemen? Sounds good. Absolutely. Um, just to add some points of clarification, um, Mr. David Lane's townhouse is in Silver City, not Albuquerque. You're in Albuquerque right now. Okay, and Silver City is a distance away. Six to seven hours drive away. Okay, doc. Well, um, my suggestion then, to amend the suggestion is we, we check out the university while we're here. Okay. Mr. Steele, am I correct in understanding that it's just the connections between Silver City and the time frame of them going missing that you believe ties the uh, our three friends together here? I, I think the dates and the location are an extreme, I would say more than a coincidence, an extreme coincidence. Um, and the fact that in all three cases there's been in a disappearance case, um, either a body is found, or a note is left, or uh, a, a ransom note is, is given. So the fact that um, all three have uh, the same kind of scenario is a concern, yes. It, it seems like loose connections to me, but, but yeah, I, I'm certainly willing to, to help out here. Should we go and ask one of the deans for permission to enter his office? That would be excellent. Okay, if that's what you want to do. As soon as we finish investigating the office, I want to check up on something in the uh, in the uh, library archives if we can get to get to them. I know with the uh, construction going on and stuff, it's going to be difficult. But I'm remembering something important about Silver City. I'm set the tip of my head. You are actually sure. sitting in a room attached to Hodgkin Hall, which has all the books in it. It's kind of a makeshift yeah. library, uh, temporarily, uh, and it's literally right outside your door. Right okay. Where you're sitting right now. Okay. There's something important about Silver City that's at the top of my head. I just can't, I can't think of it right this moment. So if you want uh, to yes, do that it's... first on your way out or because the dean, you're going to have to probably cross the campus to get to the psychology department and the dean of psychology and get all of that. Is sure. um, his office closer than the dean's office? Is whose office? Oh, uh, uh, Godfrey's. Godfrey's. It's in the yeah. same. It's in the same building. Okay. What the hell is that noise? Do you hear that? Oh, something. 
Sorry. It's my that part of the game. iPad. It's my <laughs> iPad. <laughs> I was just getting ready in case you ask me questions about Silver City that I don't know. <laughs> Do we? Uh, uh, I guess this is, this is a question more for you, Tom. Do we know anything about the disappearances? Like, uh, especially like since we're friends with William, do we know anything about it? Like, was it violent? Was it just everybody all of a sudden everyone realized he never showed up? Or, um, the dean's been kind of closed mouthed about it. Um, as friend, you know that he was traveling on the train and seems to have just disappeared. And has Steele been able to go up to Silver City and check out the cousins? Um, uh, Not, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. No. Actually, I was going to suggest that, uh, though he didn't say it directly, this also allows uh, Steele to work on both cases because if you're going to have to go to Silver City, you know, and both cases are related to Silver City, then you might as well go, you know, work on them together. Um, all right, so you're you're just going to step out the door into the into the the books. Yeah. What what information are you looking for? Uh, player knows, character doesn't. Can I make an idea roll to uh, to see if my my character realizes uh, something very obvious about Silver City? Well, I don't know. You got to tell me, or I. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, I'm going to go ahead and make an idea roll then to to uh, to check on that. Okay, I still want to know what you're checking on before you check on. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, very important historical uh, happenings uh, occurred in the late 1800s in in the Silver City area. That's smack dab in the uh, Lincoln County War. Uh, okay. Billy the Kid and uh, and okay. uh, Pat Garrett and all that other fun stuff and. Uh, just kind of curious that there might have been something about missing people in regards to the Lincoln County War uh, back in the day that might might have some bearing upon this case. Okay, go ahead and do your roll. And I miss. Um, nothing that you find directly, nothing that shows any kind of missing people at that time, although records are not going to be very thorough so right all right um anything else in the library you want to check out before you go to the dean while he was looking that up i am curious how silver city got its name uh especially this modern name of it uh let's see Uh, let's see. You are able to discern that um, it was once an Apache campsite uh, that the Spaniards moved there. Uh, it got it was started. It was first known for its copper mining um, after the Civil War. Um, uh, there were settlements, uh, American prospectors. Uh, and Silver City was founded in 1870. Um, it was after the discovery of uh, silver ore. So that's where the name came from, Silver. Silver Strike. And it has a, a pretty, sounds like it has a pretty long history of mining there. Yeah, quite a bit. 
would any of the professors know if there's a, a kind of archaeology history there as well? Is, is there that kind of history or is it? There's uh, American Indian history and Spanish, Spanish history there goes back even farther. I mean, it goes back into the 1600s, probably. Yeah, if you were to have asked, uh, asked Gregor, he, he would tell you that there's, that's this area, even though it's looks sparse, it, it has been inhabited for a very long time, lots of tribal movement. So it's, uh, there's a long history of people moving through this area and it, to the nature of uh, sacred sites, it may have been one at one point, but uh, things change even even through the the times of the the native folks. You know, just changing homelands and uh, territories. All right. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, you have a terribly. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. You're, you're I was just gonna. I was gonna be arrogant. So yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough of your arrogance. Uh, yeah. All right. So you cross the campus. And you find the dean, and um, he's a little reluctant, but he knows that you guys are all friends. So, uh, and and he's not really happy either with that the police haven't turned anything up. So, yes, you may look in his office, and uh, he mentions to you that uh, whether you knew this or not, he didn't actually live on campus. He has a a, a house in in Albuquerque. Oh, interesting. And uh, would you happen to have that address? Of course. And he gives you the address. Still, after this, I say we go and check that house out. What do you say? Yeah, that's Dennis. I do, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. What do we know? I assume he's not married or anything like that? Uh, no, he's not married. Can I suggest Pardon that we get into his office? Sorry. Go ahead. Pardon me, professors. Um, I'm kind of late to this whole the whole thing here, but um, did uh, Professor Godfrey ever mentioned about going out a trip on a trip to towards Silver City, uh, business or uh, pleasure or or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. Um, he didn't have any classes this semester, so if that's the case, he was probably doing research. You don't know what his his movements were during this last couple of months. So as we go into the office, I suggest that we make a look for his any any possible diary or note of kind of itinerary or anything like that to see uh, check right on his desk. Okay, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. Everybody, um, if if that's what you all are doing. Okay. Yeah, good success. Made it. As you as Standard. you're looking as you're looking around his office, um, he does have a, a small collection uh, uh, displayed around the room of uh, you know uh, American Indian artifacts. Uh, he seems to favor the the Navajo and the and the Apache. Um, he. He has a number of books on uh, the history of uh, early Spanish explorers, um, and uh, for for the most part, at the at the moment, his office is very neat and clean. Um, he hasn't been in his office for a while, uh, 
probably any kind of stuff related to uh, school, uh, he may have taken home with him. So uh, you don't really find anything in here at all. We don't even come across a diary? No. Or a journal? Okay. Well, if we're going to waste any more time on this Godfrey man, I say we just get to his house, get it over with, and then start trucking on to Silver City. We can take my bed. So, sounds good to me. How about like Fair an enough. itinerary? Like, how about like an itinerary, like a day planner or, or anything that would show a schedule? Since he's not, uh, he didn't have classes until next semester. He's probably he was probably working on it at home, if anywhere at all. There would have been no reason nope. to come into the office. Would the dean have known whatever research he was officially working on? Oh yes, probably. Uh, um. I'd like to go back there then speak with the dean again. Okay. Indeed. Um, all right. So for now, you're in the room. Hmm. Anything else you want to look for in here? I, I suggest to the professors is, uh, you know, you guys are all about books. You can maybe have a look in, in his collection here to see if it's obvious, whatever it was he's working on, in case that gives us a clue to where he may have headed to. Yeah, if, if his office is, like, if he doesn't have classes or anything, did he leave everything all neat and tidy, everything's put away, or is it a cluttered yeah, everything's, mess? Everything's more or less put away. Okay. He Are was... There, uh, oh, I'm sorry, he was... A uh, rather energetic guy, very enthusiastic about the work that he was doing. Uh, however, most of his most of his work work is psychology, so lots of psychology books and things like that. Um, the the American uh, the, I'm sorry the, the the Spanish history and the uh, American Indian history that was all kind of his hobby. So. We spoke quite a bit about his superstitions uh, in, in stories related to local legend. Uh, do any of the items that are sitting out prominent in the room suggest that uh, those things could have been on his mind? Hmm. Such as the Navajo and Apache uh, items you mentioned or the stuff that was related to the early Spanish explorers? Well, go ahead and do a, a psychology role. See if you can determine what he was thinking or guessing. No, I just have basing. I rolled a 13. Okay. It all just looks like really interesting, somewhat unique uh, artifacts of uh, probably Apache uh, origin. That's at least your guess. Um, I, you, you have some expertise, so you, you can tell that. Um, it's not the kind of stuff you just find in a, a, a trinket shop, you know. Although there's probably some of that too. Oh, could I do an appraise to see if they're worth any actual money? Sure, but I'm not sure that you would know. Uh, yeah, probably it's not. not right? It's not. Yeah. yeah, it's not the kind of thing that you would know how to appraise. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I, I want to go. I want to go direct to the desk in case there's any locked drawers or anything like that on his actual desk. Is there anything? Um, no, there's no locked drawers, and mostly there's pencils, pens, um, things like that in there. Um, there are there are some files, 
uh, but the files all have to do with uh, tests, and you know he's got he's got so that he can pass them out. He has them all organized according to the class that he's teaching and, and so forth. But it just doesn't seem like there's anything out of the ordinary here at all. Any, uh, notepads? I'm sorry. Any notepads on the desk that are that are out in the open? Um, scratch paper or anything like that? No. No. Okay. Uh, is there anything in the way of the uh, artifacts on the wall that looks like that there might have been something on the wall or on one of his uh, shelves that uh, could have occupied a spot but uh, is no longer there? Uh, it does not. Okay. Is there and a jacket in the room, uh, a jacket or any sort of uh, no, clothing there's like no, that? No, there's no clothing or anything like that. The... Um, uh, everything also looks freshly dusted, but that's not unusual because there is cleaning staff that come in and dust things and, and do that. Um, Jeff, did you have a question? Oh, okay. So Julius is like walking out of the office and kind of turns back. Is there, do you guys, would you like to speak to the dean before we leave or? Yeah, I would, I would say so. I would just about to suggest that. All right. So, uh, you head back up to the dean's office. He's up. He's up. He's upstairs, uh, and he's, he's sitting behind your desk. And he's like, "Well, did you did you turn up anything interesting?" Not really. Okay. His office is pretty clean. Yeah. The did he happen to mention, or was it, has he been working on any sort of official university research? Oh, he's been working on. You know, he's kind of uh, he's he's one of the heads of the, the psychology department. And I believe he's working on a number of books um, and, and white papers. Anything that the university would have been paying for his travel or, you know, we could get a, a clue as to what it was he was most interested in recently. His, his travel, because the fact that he was in silver city, uh, I don't think that that's related at all to his uh, psychology department. Mm -hmm. Um, not that I'm aware of. He didn't. He didn't put in a requisition for uh, for any of that. Although he did put in a requisition for the the, the semester off. Um, so, did he say what he was doing with the semester off? Pursuing hobbies, I think, is what he told us. It's about concurrent from what we're seeing. Well, from his office, you can see he had an interest in American Indian studies and. Uh, he's a, he loves New Mexico and he likes all of the intricate history of New Mexico. So, but that's not really anything that I, I've ever discussed with him. It's just obvious from his walls. Hmm. Would, would our library be able to track any books that he had taken out or pulled from reserves recently? It should. Sure. Let's look into that. All right. Does he receive a stipend still? From the university, or is oh, he's he... he's a tenured tenured. So he's yeah, he's he's paid. I think he's paid whether he's here or not. But he also has to produce a certain, you know, has to show something for it. So he's, as I say, he's working on papers. But you know, is he paid monthly or weekly or? I don't know. I don't know how they're paid in <laughs> universities. He's paid well, the way I, universities pay their, their employees. What I'm trying to get at is, is, do you have an address where you may have sent his most recent check, maybe in Silver City? 
Um, I'm not sure payroll would probably know that. And my guess is it would be sent to his home. Okay. In Albuquerque. Well, I professors, I think we, we need to move on to, uh, to the doctors, Dr. Godfrey's home. Uh, there may be some relevant evidence or clues there. Mr. Lane, Mr. Steele, uh, I, it does seem like maybe he was on some sort of personal pursuit here and he, in something he may be do have done research for, is it possible we could just take a few more moments to run back to the library and check and see if, any of his recent browsing history? Sure. Especially since sure, we're here now. All right, but do hurry up. I'll meet you in the car. Sure. Okay. That's I, that's what I, I would like to do. Okay. I I accompany Julius and discuss the matter at hand. You know, while the the all right gentlemen of study do the research. So the two of you are going to head to the car, uh, and uh, uh, the other three of you are going to go back to the library. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So the three of you head back to the library. Uh, takes you a couple minutes to cross the campus. What, what would you like to look for? Librarian. Okay. And there are actually a number of librarians, and they are sort of, they have to do with whatever subject matter you're, you're looking for. It's a huge collection of books. Uh, so of interest to Spanish exploring, so maybe history or archaeology? Okay. And I'd like, to, I'd like to know okay. I'd like to know first of all if any of the librarians in that particular area were um, just familiar with seeing uh, the, the doctor come and go and, and perhaps what he was already interested in. Um, most of them are familiar with the doctor. Well, not most of them. The ones who have to do with history and uh, and archaeology and things like that. Um, uh you're already aware that he had an interest so yeah i mean they're they're familiar with him they, they've seen him come and go they haven't seen him come and go in a while can they direct us? a modern yeah. library right like they'd be able to look up his name with yeah yeah so you could just be like this is the books he checked out right but you're in the car <laughs> I, i'm just saying he's a professor he would understand modern library usage all right so while they're looking at that i want to take another shot at the uh records for the region uh again uh maybe kind of step a little bit out of the lincoln county war uh thing but maybe you know if it, the evidence does kind of pull back to it just take a few moments to to pursue that again but just kind of look get a little more broader prospect in my search this time um Nothing in particular. I mean, some interesting okay. stuff, but nothing related. At least, nothing that I can Fair tell you. So. <laughs> um, and what were the other two looking for? What were you guys looking for in the library? I would like to find uh, his his reading uh, card, if that's okay. what it's called. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a list because it's kind of mundane. It's just just books, various things, various reference materials for, you know, early early Spanish. Uh, Oh, who, you know, what cities were founded, what, uh, um, what dates, dates and numbers mostly. Um, but nothing that, that strikes you as odd or unusual. Um, 
that a lot of the stuff that he was interested in as far as um, American Indian uh, history, he actually was getting more information from you guys than he was from anything that was published, um, since you guys were the experts, really. Okay. That's really what I wanted there. Yeah. yeah. Would we know from his type of questioning, his line of questioning, anything strike us as being odd about it? I mean, you gave us notes originally about the, his interest in religious beliefs. Was there anything that stuck out about that or no? Not really. It just seemed like, you know, he was, he seemed in general fascinated with all of it. And there were times when he went off on a tangent and we'd talk about other mythologies and things like that that he had interest in. But for you guys, he was really interested in the American Indian stuff. Well, we better get back to Julius because he's rather anxious to get going. Between I agree. Me, between you and me, I'm a little... He is out of earshot, right? <laughs> yeah, he's in the car. I look over my shoulder. He's not here, guys. He's not there. I don't, I don't know if I'm too happy about his priority of... I understand he's looking for a family member, but... Well, I guess... I guess he's worried. I am a little concerned on his bravado. I know his heart's in the right place, but, you know, we are going to some areas of the uh, state where there's some people who are pretty touchy, and, uh, you know, it's some of these people haven't realized that the Wild West is over. And, uh, you know, there's some cats out there who will uh, pull a gun on you for just saying the wrong words. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm used to watching my tongue, but it, I mean, if we have to split from him, we have to split from him. Oh, I'm in agreement. All right. So you let's guys head. Have you finished? Now let's see what that <laughs> ride's all about. Okay. Yep. So, Holmes, have you solved the case yet? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys want to have a conversation in the car before they get there? No, I, no, I'm happy just to get going. All right. Are we planning just a day trip here? Are we going overnight or week-long expedition? Should we be packing? Well, I imagine places? we'd have to spend as much time in Silver City as possible, right? So, well, do I have a driver? Uh, no. No. Well, I'd imagine one of you can uh, operate the vehicle, maybe take shifts or something like that, and uh, I'll get us all rooms when we get to Silver City. Perhaps I misunderstood. I thought we were going to Dr. Godfrey's house here in Albuquerque first. Well, I'm yes, he asked about Godfrey. the long-term plan. We'll look at that house, and then we'll we'll head off to Silver City. Okay. Well, I need to make some arrangements before we head. We ultimately head out, but uh, I agree. Let's go have a look at the house. We may get some better ideas of what we're faced here. Let's say it's about noon now. It's about three o'clock when you first met each other. Um, all right. Uh, did you guys decide on who wanted to drive? I realized that it's Julius's car. I'm happy to let Julius drive. <laughs> I, I really, why don't one of you gentlemen drive? You see more of the time. 
I don't like the speeds of these new contraptions. A little question for the GM is, is uh, David Lane's house, I've got it down here in downtown Silver City. So is that actually in Silver City as well? That is, David Lane is in Silver City. That's where he was, Silver City. Okay. Yeah, and I just admitted that as a, as a, you know, part of the property we were interested, like as a family property is, was that overstepping my, my boundaries or? I actually didn't hear what you said. So, oh, okay. I was just said it was a, like part of the family estate. Oh, okay. No, that's, that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, but David probably wouldn't have rented. Yeah, that's what I assumed. You know, like, he would have just bought something and then stayed there as long as he wanted and then sold it. <laughs> sounds about right. Actually, that might not be the case. He might have actually just said to his lawyer, get me the, a place there and then live there. And then when he's gone, they just turn it back over. In any case. Uh, Off to uh, Godfrey's house. Yeah. Uh, if you want, uh, if, if none of you will drive, then I will, uh, I guess I must. I, I begrudgingly get behind the wheel. Uh, all right, so you drive across town, and uh, you come to a rather modest uh, small house. Um, but it's, it's two stories. It's kind of a Victorian-esque sort of looking thing. Um, but it's not not for a wealthy man. It's It probably wasn't his originally. He didn't build it. Um, uh, and... Uh, there you are. You're in front of it. What do you want to do? What a shithole. Ugh. Well, let's go open the door. I'm not going to beckon them to open the door. We don't have any keys or anything, do we, for this place? Steel. Nope. What do you think I'm paying you for? Open the damn door. Okay, well, take a, take a walk around and a look, look in the windows. See what's going on. See if there's an open window or some way to get an easy. I put a glove on it and check the door handle. Um, do a luck roll. Okay. I passed. Okay. I got a twelve. I also passed. Okay. As you guys are walking around the house. Um, you suddenly hear a large, um, uh, a jarring sort of noise, a, a sort of a, a bang, but it's not a gun. It's the sound of a window going up like this and hitting the thing. And, uh, a woman with red hair, uh, she looks like she's probably about 60, um, sticks her head out of the window and she says, you there, he says, what are you doing on my property? Get the hell away from here. I don't know why she talked like that, but that's what she said. Are you Mrs. Godfrey? Oh, God, no. I am Mrs. Baines. Who the hell are you? We are looking for Mr. Godfrey, where his friends and associates. Mrs. Baines? She gives you kind of a, stir, a stern look. 
And she says, go around to the front door. So we do as we're told and we mm -hmm. get around there. All right. I'm heading that direction. Um, you go to the front door and she opens it, but just a little. And she says, who are you now? He says, I'm Mr. Godfrey's, I'm Mr. Godfrey's, hat. I'm Mr. Godfrey's housekeeper. Hmm. Mr. Baines, I don't know if you remembered me. I'm a colleague, uh, extended colleague of uh, Dr. Godfrey's, uh, Robert Harlow out of the forensics department. I've been over here for several of his uh, gatherings, as have uh, these other two professors, uh, who I'm sure you might have uh, met on several other occasions more than my, myself. Hmm. She looks at you and she says, well, what's this about? Don't you, you know that he's missing. That's exactly why we're here is we're trying to uh, figure out what's going on. Uh, he's been gone for a while and he's been called missing. And uh, that's why we're uh, looking into this. She says, hmm, I'll go ahead and do a persuade rule. Try that. Okay. Oh, no, I'm not persuasive. I'm 99, not for me. <laughs> I'm very persuasive. She says, who are these other people? Oh, pleasure to meet you. Julius Clayton. Uh, she says, I, I don't know who you are. I, I, I'm sure you don't, ma'am. But uh, my, my dear cousin uh, is also missing. And uh, our private investigator here, Mr. Steele, is under the assumption that the two cases may be entwined. Now, we hate to bother you, but if, if there was any way that we may be able to to maybe take a look around and maybe ask you some questions about Mr. Godfrey, uh, it would mean the world to me. She says, I don't like your tone. <laughs> she, says, uh, she says, I recognize you. Aren't you Mr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Hisney? Yes, ma'am. I've seen you around. I'm sure we bumped into each other at some point. So if I'm to understand you correctly, you're looking, you're trying to help find the professor. Yes. Any, well, any why, didn't, of, why didn't you say so, she says. Why don't you come on in? And as you come in, she gives, she gives Lane a dirty look like, trying to flatter me or trying to... I kiss her hand. <laughs> she yanks her hand away. <laughs> She says, come on in, sit there in the parlor. Have you, have you heard you. anything personally, Miss Baines? Nothing at all. She says, uh, it, was, uh, it was on the 16th when I, uh, when I informed the police that he hadn't uh, shown up for a couple of days. I actually expected him earlier. He was supposed to be on the train, but he never arrived. And uh, I thought perhaps he was just a little delayed. But then the second day he wasn't here, uh, so I told them that they better look into it. And lo and behold, he's missing. Uh, I don't have any idea why. Uh, you know, here he was staying in Silver City. I don't, but uh, he's done this like three times uh, this last month. So this isn't the first time he's been to Silver City. Oh, no. He seems to be very interested in... Uh, mm in something there. Does and he is he taking the credit? 
I'm sorry, does, you both asked does, at the same does time. He, does he talk much about uh, what's taking him out there? Oh, my. He's uh, very, uh, um, very enthusiastic. Uh, but he knows that I'm not really that interested. He's always going on about his, his masks and his, and his uh, in, in the Indian artifacts. I don't really know what Indian artifacts there might be, but uh, the, the tomahawk and the, all these things that he's got, you can see them around the room. And it's all just, I don't know. It's his obsession, his hobby. Does he keep an office here in the house? Oh yes. He says Would you mind if we if we have a look through some of his things to try to get an idea of what he's been up to? I don't want you disturbing anything. You know, he's he's a very busy man. He's always working on things. He has a number of papers he's working on, uh, and I'm allowed to clean, but I am not allowed to touch any of his private things. So if you have to go looking, don't, don't make sure you put everything back exactly where it was. And don't go erasing anything on a chalkboard or anything like that. But, but yes, you, you may. And she just points to a door and it's like a, a den or a, it's an office attached to the, the parlor. She said, would you like anything to eat or drink while you're here? I'm pretty good myself, man, but I do appreciate the offer there. Um, although I am curious, has he always gone out to Silver City via uh, train? Or uh... Yes. Okay. Well, I, I think to myself, because uh, she's offering some food or drink, it's a good opportunity to kind of get her out of the way. So I Well, saw, I'll, make, I'll make some... Would you like tea or coffee? Uh, I can make some. Uh, I've got some cookies. Coffee would be swell. Excellent. So she uh, she says, I'll get that for you right now. Please make yourself at home. And she goes. So she's out of the room. Why is she here? She's contracted to clean up. You know, monthly, ba uh, monthly, weekly basis. Does she live here? But she knows he's missing. Probably not. Probably has a set of keys. I have a, I have a, I have a housekeeper too. Uh, comes in every uh, every two weeks. Has a set of keys to my house. Even when you've been reported missing. Uh huh. In fact, actually, I I was on extended leave for a while where she, uh, I couldn't make contact, and she kept the contract. You know, whether I'm there or not, she comes in and cleans up. That's what I pay her for. Keeper, have we seen her around on a, a regularly when, you know, when 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 visiting here? Or is this really something unusual to even see her about at this time actually, of day? Actually, because you know her, I mean, you know the doctor and so forth. She's probably a live-in. Okay. Okay. Now, all right, that makes more sense. Then. All right. Fair enough. She doesn't have a I wedding ring. She's not married. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I just thought it was weird. Like I reported her. Reported a missing. Well, I'm gonna go hang out at his house while he's gone, though. Like, <laughs> housework never finishes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Tom, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. Um, I'm saying that uh, I'm while everybody's uh, talking, I'm gonna start kind of eyeing the place and looking for anything. Yeah. 
uh, kind of out of the ordinary off or otherwise. Okay. Much like his office um, at, at the university, uh, his house is kind of the same. He has artifacts here and there, some interesting ones, um, but nothing unusual. Um, are, you, are you going into his study? I'm going to make my way there. Yeah. All right. I'll go whenever Dr. Harlow gets up to go. All right. Um, so you head in to the, um, the study. Uh, and what, just like uh, his uh, office, uh, everything is pretty neat and pretty clean. Uh, there are, however, a few uh, folders with manuscripts and things like that that are on the table. There's a typewriter that he's been working on, although there's nothing in the typewriter at the moment. Um, and uh, um, give me something more specific, what you guys okay. are looking for. Uh, first of all, the chalkboard. Uh, see if there's anything written on the chalkboard. Pull out my notepad, see, write down anything that may, may strike me as uh, being pertinent. Uh, the chalkboard has... Uh, Technical uh, observations from psychology uh, okay. things, psychology related. Um, notepads on the table uh, or, or like ledger type stuff that's uh, maybe kind of easy to get to open, scratch paper, that sort of thing. Uh, there is scratch paper. There is uh, like uh, little notebooks and like that. Uh, as you okay. thumb through them, however, they're all dealing with psychology. Okay. Like um, folks on scratch paper, um, and, uh, just kind of have a see if see if there's anything that looks like uh, an indentation from the previous page on there. Any indication of that? Um, sure. Okay. There's probably there an is, ink blotter as well. Okay. Um, okay. If there's like a paper on the ink blotter or and the scratch paper, I want to kind of take a pencil and just kind of lightly. Okay. Um, go over it there to see see if there's anything that comes up. Um, things come up, but once again, they all seem to be related to psychology. Mm -hmm. Grocery list and that sort of thing. Otherwise, I take it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, where's um, his bedroom on the second floor? Uh, his bedroom is on the second floor. Yeah. Steel. Let's go check out his bedroom. Okay, let's do that, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Baines is, is in the living room. She's put down some coffee and, uh, and cookies. And uh, she's like, uh, 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 can I help you? If you need anything, just call me. Will do. Will do. Thank you, Mrs. Baines. All right. Um, so two of you are going upstairs and the other two are still in the study. Is that correct? Okay. Sure. Three. Um, okay. Well, okay. Tell me that once again, who is going where? I'm still uh, in the study. In the study. Oh. Upstairs. Upstairs. Study. Okay. So two in the study and two upstairs. Three in the study, right? Oh, wait, okay. Three in the study and two upstairs. All right. Um, uh, the two that go upstairs, you look into his bedroom and it seems like a very nice bedroom. Um, uh, there's a wardrobe. Uh, there are some drawers. 
there is a, oh, a neatly made bed, uh, so so neatly made that you you can toss a, a quarter onto it and it would bounce right up. Um, everything is of course dusted and neat and everything everything is in its place. I want to check uh, bedside cabinets and then maybe the wardrobe to see if there's any clothes or anything. Uh, Anything part you know, out out of the ordinary, you know, muddy muddy boots or check the pockets and jackets and things like that. Okay, um, in a drawer next to his bed on the right hand side, you find a loaded thirty eight revolver. Um, and there is a coat hanging on the back of his door on a hook. And what's in the coat? Uh, when you look in the coat, there is a train ticket. And the train ticket uh, is for Silver City, New Mexico. What's the date on it? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> early, early last month. Okay, so this is one of the previous trips that he's taken. Right. Okay. And after a rather thorough search, that's about all that you find up in his room. Now back down in the study, um, uh, there are books on the shelf. There are shel shelves of books, by the way. Um, and once again, they're uh, interspersed with artifacts. Um and um, what else would you guys like to look through in the study? I'd like to pull out some of the books and see if anything uh, of interest might be bookmarked in the books, uh, dog-eared pages, anything like that, related to the, the, the natives. All right. Um, some of them are copies of, of books that you did see in the library. Um, I would like you to do a spot hidden. Uh, I got a four. Wow. Yeah, uh, if, yeah, five is extreme for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're looking through the books and you're pulling some of them out and checking them. And, and uh, as you're doing that, um, you notice something odd. And it's just an accident that you discover this. But there's a section of books that when you that when you're pulling them out and you're putting them back in, there's a point where they go back a little farther than they would over here. And you realize that there is a book behind the books, kind of hidden back there on the shelf. It's flattened, you know, flat against the back. When you uh, when you pull it out. Uh, the book is written in German, and the cover of the book uh, says Unaussprechlichen Kulten. I, I don't recognize that whatsoever. I, I, sh I, I show it to the, the, the professors in the room with me. I'm like, does, does this look familiar? Do you, can you read this? Hmm. Stuck in the back. Frank will cringe in horror. 
<laughs> Are we downstairs yet? Uh, no, this is going on while you're upstairs. Okay. Mm -hmm. An um, called cult. I don't know German much, but unexplained cults. Oh, it's not That's a cult. weird. Okay. No, no. Unexplained cults. Cults. It ties into his religious questions, I guess. Hmm. I wonder if it has anything to do. Hmm. Doctors, was there any kind of German uh, uh, expeditions out into New Mexico here, uh, say, past 20, 30 years? None that you know of. Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Explain cults. Tom, can I ask you, what I know, we're, we've, we've been using the term very liberally with psychology. Is there a particular... Um, what study or niche that he's interested in, or is it just a broad professor psychology in general? Um, psychology, uh, he's a professor of psychology, so he's teaching a general psychology. He's doing some research probably in, uh, oh, uh, most psychologists do some research in like uh, clinical uh, depression, something like that. Nothing, nothing really unusual kind of mundane however um the other end of that is he seems to have a real interest in the occult and uh, uh investigating things about the occult and superstitions and mythologies and things like that um because you got a four uh you just happen to flip the book over and there is a little tag handwritten that's uh actually it's probably printed that's been stuck onto the book and it reads the tomb um actually it 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 doesn't read the tomb it reads sorry uh um well it, it reads La Tumba, the tomb, and it mm -hmm. says a hundred bucks. Which hundred bucks? Yeah, in uh, which in nineteen uh, twenties is close to thirteen hundred dollars. Wow, I see. This La Tamba is, uh, do I recognize the language? I'm assuming it means the tomb. It's yeah. Spanish. Spanish. Okay, then I've, I've I got that. I recognize it. Yeah. Does it look it like Spanish. it was a, a label that had been on the book because it was for sale? Yes. And that was like a price he paid for yes. it? Yes. The book itself looks very old and uh, extremely well made. I mean, it's got a leather binding and... Uh, this was this was crafted a, um, a long time ago. In La Tumba, is that the name of the bookstore then? La Tumba seller. That's what it just says. La Tumba, hundred bucks. Handwritten. Like you would you would guess that? Okay. This is interesting. A book on hidden cults that's itself hidden. Hmm. <laughs> I stick my hand back into that hole behind the books and try to see if there's anything else back there. No. 
Okay. And there's not really a hole back there. It's just that because the book was behind there, the other book stuck out just a little bit, the thickness of the book. Okay. Does this come as a surprise to us, those of us that knew him? That he had an interest in the occult? No, not at all. That's, it, you knew that already. Just flipping through the this book, do I, do I recognize any symbolism that uh, would be related to the, the, the local, uh, the local uh, native tribes? Um, nothing like that. What you see when you flip through it is, of course, it's all written in German. Uh, in a very fancy sort of type. Uh, and there are occasionally uh, what look like occult diagrams and, and things like that, though you don't understand what they mean. He's a little bit out of place for his uh, love of Native American stuff. Then again. Have we come downstairs yet? By now you've come downstairs and you're, you're rejoining them in the, in the study. So, gentlemen, uh, find anything interesting? Kind of strange yeah. book here. I take a look at it, and I speak German, so. Oh. Like, hmm. Is it a cookbook? I don't believe so. Don't think so. Uh, do I have to make a German roll, or I'm just going to say that I know what the title is? Uh, yeah, do a German roll. Uh, let's see. Where's German? Yeah, it just made it. Okay. Um, Unash and Colton would would probably best translate it would be like the hidden cults or the 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 the, the secret cults. What exactly was your boy into? That's what I'm oh. wondering. You liked a lot of stories about legends and uh, yeah, superstitions. He he called them sometimes. I try to get a an idea of like um, you know, kind of flip through, kind of get an idea of what the text is, like if it's about specific cults of the region or if it's like if it's um, got a. Try, try German or do your German roll again, but this time you need to get a hard roll because Ooh. what you discover is that it's in like middle high German. It's okay. an old version of German. All right, wish me luck, guys. No, I, I made it, but not, not a hard. You can pick out a few words. You know that with some study, you might be able to you know, translate bits and pieces of it, but it, it has something to do with the occult. With uh, with secret cults that exist around the world. Well, um, boys, uh, on our trip up to Silver City, if someone wouldn't mind driving, I'll try and uh, see if I can, you know, understand this a little better. But this is some highfalutin German that I'm, I'm not completely uh, familiar with. But that doesn't. That's not to say I don't complete. I don't understand any of it. It's it's just a little more difficult than what I'm used to. It does look pretty old. It does. It looks expensive. 
That it does. That you can appraise. You can appraise old books. Ah, boom. It's it's well worth the hundred bucks that he paid for it. You, what year do you figure it was, it was uh, laid down in? Um, there's probably a book plate. I didn't write it down, but this is a this is one I can find the answer to. Aha! Just glad a praise paid off. I put a ton of points in it. <laughs> On with your conversation, I'll get you your answer. <laughs> 1845, I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, your your professor friend seems like quite the character. It's certainly didn't define himself as just a psychologist. I, I, I certainly don't believe that he was going up to Silver City to uh, examine the locals. Hmm. There must be something there if he's been there multiple times. Unless yeah. he's just going for a holiday. But. And I pull out the 38. I go, usually don't need one of these. and Just uh, this type of area. And I pull out the 38 pistol that we found. Hmm. Hmm, now that's odd. If he was, smart, like he would a... have... if he was smart, he would have taken it out with him because, quite frankly, getting out of the cities here and stuff, it's almost required to take a firearm with you here there nothing else for varmints well that's what i was kind of uh wondering like why would he leave it here yeah uh, and, and is he, uh a gun enthusiast maybe he has many guns i, I, I he might know. but at the, at the same time it's like uh if he's not a gun enthusiast then it's rather odd that he wouldn't take it with him especially going out to 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 that to that section of the state um, when Ashbrecklick and Colton was written in 1839, uh, this is the Dusseldorf edition, and it was written by Frederick Wilhelm von Junz. Would the, would the professor be likely the kind of person to have a gun? Would that, that wouldn't strike um, me as being his character? Or? Well, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary, I'd think. It's 1925. Yeah, it wouldn't be that unusual to have a gun. Okay. I, I might have missed something, but the, the sticker with the tomb written on it and the price tag, was that sticker on the cult book or was that on a different book? No, it was stuck on the, onto the cult book. Okay. So I'll ask Julius, with, with your knowledge of German, is, is there a section or can you look at a table contents? Is there anything that talks about the tomb? There's there's no table of contents in the book, but uh, there's no mention. I mean, you can you don't really see anything like that. Okay. The Germans too. It's, it, he can't just scan over it and, and find stuff. Okay. Well, I certainly can attempt that on the ride up. We'll 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 see what I can manage in the six hour drive. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, a six hour drive. Let me give you some idea of the area you're going into. Uh, all right, so you're in Albuquerque, which is up towards the top of the middle. And 
uh, you're going to go down that road and across to Silver City, which is on the left a little bit, just above the Gila National Forest. And that is about a 300-mile trip on not great roads. This is actually based on a modern map, but because that's all I had. But and Las Cruces, you can see it's down here. That's where he was going from Silver City to there on the train. Now, do any of you have any contacts in Silver City? Not me personally. No. No. Uh, would it be possible to maybe uh, procure a guide of some sort? Uh, you know of any of these type of people that might be able to, you know, either be there on site and help us when we get there, or, or maybe sure an agency we could, we could contact. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure we could. Uh, with my experiences out, yeah, out here in the southwest, uh, yeah, we could uh, talk to one of the locals, and I'm sure we could hire them out as a guide. I mean, a lot of one of you know, maybe one of the ranchers or uh, someone in the town. Uh, they, you know, we negotiate well. We could, we could, you know, get somebody to help us out. We can also go yeah. ahead to the police for you know the actual missing persons as well. So uh, mm -hmm. we can check in with them and see if they've got any any information at all. And if nothing else, they could be our guide there because th those guys are out in the in the bush uh, doing patrols all the time, and they know the area far far better than most anybody else. Say the ranch ranchers out there. Sure, and and they could definitely point us in the you know. Uh, into the right direction, you know, uh, a nice trustworthy uh, person to help us along our way, you know, make us blend in with the locals a little more. Mm -hmm. And uh, with my police connections and stuff, it shouldn't be too hard to talk with the local sheriff about, uh, you know, uh, meeting up and, and have them uh, take us out and maybe get some information about some of the other uh, disappearances in the area, especially from this uh, Castro Negro place. Well, if my cousin, uh, my cousin's house should probably be, uh, if he, if it reflects the way that he lived his life, it, it, it should be more than enough when we get there for, uh, for us to spend the evening. So I, I don't believe we'd have to make any arrangements for hotels or anything. Yeah, it's in downtown, so it's going to be really helpful. So, uh, it's just what, three o'clock now? Um, yeah, three o'clock. That worked. And it would take us how long to travel 300 miles? Six hours if you are really lucky. This is something we should be, uh, first of all, not, uh, setting out for tomorrow morning with. And I would su uh, suggest to the professors about maybe procuring one of the uh, one of the uh, archaeology department's expedition vehicles to go out there because quite frankly that uh, that streetcar we have out there is not going to last out in the bush that sounds like an excellent idea yeah I'd, be and, glad to uh, I'd also make sure we have uh, have uh, plenty of water and plenty of gasoline to take with us because save for maybe in Silver City, and I'm saying this is maybe from my personal experience uh, going out there uh, into the bush of, uh, of uh, 
western New Mexico, its um, chance of us finding a gas station are, are slim to none. It's good to know. Fill up a couple of jerry cans, probably. Oh, at least more than a couple, and then take plenty of water because we're, you know, we're maybe in a, we may end up in a desert area and not anywhere near a reliable uh, water source. Mm -hmm. Well, those are all excellent ideas, but as of right now, all we know is we're going to Silver City, and I mm -hmm. feel like time is of the essence. And waiting until tomorrow morning, for all I know, my cousin could be murdered by that. I think we should get there and, you know, charge, charge through. You want to go, you want to go over rough roads uh, in the middle of the night uh, that are some of the which have been laid down since uh, the conquistadors and not even touched. Is this unpaved all the way there? No way. Paved roads. <laughs> paved roads in New Mexico are a luxury. It's a wonder we have them here in Albuquerque. Really? Yeah. I mean, Albuquerque didn't get paved roads till till just before World War One, and even then, it was only uh, around the town square. Or the Great War, shall I say? While the people are discussing the 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 journey, I want to find the caretaker lady again. Sure. And, this is yeah, and what can I um, do for you, Daddy? Well, my dear. Uh, you know, the prof the missing doctor, Mr. Godfrey, um, we're really concerned for his safety. Is there anything at all that you can tell me that would give us a clue as to where he may have been going or anybody he may have been meeting? Anything he may have said, it might not seem that important, but could you tell us, if, could you tell me if there's something that kind of stands out? Well, not really. I can tell you that he always took the same train um uh because he always he, he was a very prompt and regular man so uh he liked to take the 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 early train um and uh that's why i was kind of i i was you know the the train comes back here but it's uh it's usually in the early evening and so i thought maybe he had missed a train or or something that's why he hadn't shown up but um he uh uh other than that uh, uh, his habits were regular he so uh, you know he didn't like uh just suddenly on the spur of the moment go off and do something he uh he planned it all out and how long would he stay for when he was down there each time oh usually usually at least a week um I believe this last time that he went, he had considered visiting a friend, an old friend who lived there. Um, uh, at least that's the first time that he mentioned it to me. And did he see if this was like a university friend or somebody like something like I'm, that? I'm I'm trying to remember who it was that he wanted to stay with. I'm sorry, I just don't remember. Did we see a uh, a journal or a, a personal directory in his office when we were over there in the study? You did not. Okay. And we didn't either upstairs, right? Nope. And the only thing we found in the coat was the train train ticket. How long, how long speaking of trains, how long would it take 
for the train to uh, to get to Silver City because that might be the better option. The train probably takes a full twelve hours to get there. Oh, all right. Well, well um, do they have a phone here? Um. Yeah. Okay. She owns the phone. They own the phone. Uh, could I call the train station and find out if there's any departures for Silver City tonight? Sure. Um, uh, what you find out, I'll just tell you. What you find okay. out is that it, it leaves at uh, 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 7 a.m. for okay. Silver City. All right. So it, lo it looks like getting a vehicle like you guys were talking about and getting out in the morning is is our option. I have a question regarding the train ticket. I'm assuming you told us that. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like I, I had it in my hand while I was calling. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. I, I don't know this offhand, but I'm curious if it's a ticket, would the train take the ticket? In other words, it's a canceled ticket. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I from, from, from a previous. Like a, a canceled ticket, like it's been torn, like a stub. I don't know what they did. I think they, they punched or a ticket. hole in it. Yeah, or punch a hole. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right, so it's from a previous trip. It doesn't reflect on his current trip. No. Okay. If if his current ticket was here, then he would be here. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> I'm also a little concerned that he left his coat here. I would think he would brought his coat with him. Well, the average temperature right now is only 74, so it's not that uncomfortable. This is October 1st. It's chilly at night, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, I think the suggestion of the uh, university vehicle is a great, great idea. Uh, why not throw in a tent or two or something like that as well and just test stocking up? Stocking up in provisions, water, fuel, and all of that. Of plenty of time to do that. Yeah. I concur. I, I throw down $100. Like, good luck with getting all that stuff, guys. I'm going to go book into my hotel. Mr. Lane, before you leave, did you do you know anything about your cousin? Was he into the same? Did he have any of the same interests as uh, Mr. Gaffer? I highly doubt it. Yeah. Okay. He was an upstanding member of society. I'm... I'm still not completely convinced these cases have anything to do with each other, but we are heading in the same direction. So, mm -hmm. okay, Mr. Lane, I take it your cousin did a lot of hunting out there uh, in his spare time. He was a decent shot, you know. Yeah, there's good deer hunting that that section of the state. We had other interests in Silver City, but I'm sure he took up sport. Tom, can I ask who reported her, her, him missing? Was it the housewife, Miss Baines? Yes. And yeah, how did I know the cousin was uh, missing? Um, you got contacted by your family in Boston via phone, and they told you that uh, they told you directly that he was kidnapped. But there's actually no evidence that he was kidnapped. Okay. And I just, uh, 
assumed what they said was the gospel and got on a plane. Well, you were you were in Denver at the time, so you just okay. drove down. Gotcha. Um, actually, I take that back. There was there was. Um, they just told you that he was kidnapped. You're not sure oh. if there was any evidence of that. Um, they okay. didn't like give you a police report or anything like that. I can't fax it to you. You were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that's what they were told. That's what. That's what you were told. And um, just one more clarification. There was talk of. Godfrey going to Silver City and then this other place, Cruz Cruz. So was it on his return? He was supposedly coming home from Las Cruces. Um, the train goes through Las Cruces. So it but goes. The is it goes, south, it goes right? down. It goes down from Albuquerque to Las Cruces and then across to Silver City. That's why okay. it takes so long. And then, okay. So when when he went missing it was it was because he did not return somewhere between yeah well he didn't return from silver city from between silver city and las cruces he disappeared who was able to verify that he left silver city or just didn't arrive at las cruces you don't have any idea okay okay yeah okay Okay. there a plane i could rent that could fit all of us to uh no not in 1925 yeah, I'd have to own a. I'd have to physically own a plane, right? <laughs> and it would only hold two people. The pilot. It would only hold two people. Yeah. How about a boat? You could you could rent a boat. Okay. Uh, you'd have to do this really hard to get it to go over the sand. Would it be but... faster? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds like we got a plan. Okay. Yeah. Shall we prepare for the journey, guys? Yep. All right. Sounds good. Mm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. So, go over how you're going to go get there. What are you going to bring with you? Other than just mundane stuff that you know. I assume. Well, I, I, I assume I head back to the office like that. So. Yeah, I head back to the office and pick up. Uh, I have two pistols. I also have a shotgun and a rifle, which I normally keep locked away. So I want to bring them with us in case there's any um, hostage kind of scenario that we come across. So um, I'm going to bring that. Okay. Can I ask too, I guess, I don't know if I would know this for certain, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What I know just by the way that you carry yourself, Mr. Steele, the way you talk, the way you walk, are you like an above board private eye? Like, would you get along with police easily or are you kind of a rootin' tootin'? Uh... The opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say a, a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't have huge, I'm, I'm not a police background myself. So I would be quite happy to go in. He's uh, fairly, uh, high intimidation and all that so he's fairly um strong-headed but not stupid really intelligent okay you know so um right. yeah. so not not like a typical bully just bullying your way about you're like a professional in other words no no but uh he was like a pro boxer so okay. he's quite happy to knock somebody out here and there you know yeah gotcha okay thanks 
Um, let me also add to that. Now, all of your characters, except for uh, uh, Julius, are locals. I mean, you've lived in Albuquerque for, for quite a while. So you know that in Albuquerque, uh, Sam Steele, he's a city detective. You know, he lives in the city. He knows about the city and like that. Once you start south towards Silver City, I mean, it's not much above the Old West. It's... Uh, it's it's primitive. You're not going to find a police department so per se as you're going to find sheriffs and deputies, um, and probably Marshall. ones that cover large areas. You know, I would definitely be uh, grabbing in addition to a small prayer bundle and some uh, usual kind of like uh, archaeological supplies uh, for for just doing general research, brushing things off, looking around at things. Uh, a medium knife that I, I would typically carry with me. Just because being off uh, the res, uh, I, you know, the fear of being harassed uh, by by some people. Right. So sure. I would carry that for self defense. Uh, you know, besides going to the archaeology to back to the archaeology department, I don't have anything else though that I would necessarily pick up that's special to take with me. Yeah. Okay. Do I have any contacts in the Silver City area? Not really. Okay. All right. Um, anybody else bringing anything special? I kind of have a, I kind of wrote a bunch of stuff up earlier, um, like guns and, and vehicles and, mm -hmm. you know, like a bunch of mundane stuff. But uh, besides that, um, I'm pretty much all set as long as that's all above board. Okay. Yeah, that's all fine. Except that you're going to leave your car because of the the warning that it's a rough road. And is that correct? Yeah, these hicks know these roads better than I do. So <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'll another things. thing. Huh? Go ahead. Another thing I was just thinking with the, the road situation is maybe an, an extra spare wheel, extra spare, you know, for, for both, if we're taking two vehicles, for both vehicles, you know. I think you're going to take one vehicle, but it's going to be right. something you get from the university. Okay. And in fact, the university does have a number of vehicles designed that they can, they can take the desert. Because you've got other, other departments, you've got biology departments that go out and study the the wildlife okay. in the desert and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Tom, my character's going to do three things here in the in the interim. Uh, first of all, I'm going to uh, go home, get all my stuff together, get my field kit, get my outdoor clothes and stuff, get my uh, 45 and, and knife and everything I take out into the into the bush okay. with uh, you know investigative materials and that sort of thing. Uh, secondly, I am going to, um, and, and in addition to that, I'm going to stop off at the local general store and pick me up a shotgun and some shells and some camp and some light camping gear. Um, I don't have any on hand, but I'm figuring this is an excuse to go ahead and pick that pick that up. And uh, you know, flashlights and uh, extra batteries, that sort of thing. It also might not be unusual that you guys don't have camping gear. Yeah, you know might just be something that you occasionally do. You go out into the desert and camp. Yeah. Um, Picking up so anything. All, I, yeah, all yeah. that is fine. Yes. Okay. okay. You, you have all of that. 
Um, secondly, I'm going to make arrangements with uh, my department so that my assistant can take take over my classes. Uh, let them know that I'm leaving on a personal matter, okay. and that I'll be back in a, in a in a few days. Incurred a lot of lot of uh, time and favors to be able to jump off to do that along the way, and then uh, I want to stop off at the uh, police department and talk with some of my contacts there uh, by myself. That's here in uh, in Albuquerque. Albuquerque? Yes. Okay. And uh, we can role play through it if you want, but uh, or we can go with the highlights. Well, um, uh, okay. Let's assume that everybody's getting ready. Everybody's mm -hmm. you know doing whatever you need to do. You're going to go to the police department. Um, yeah. Um. All right. Let's say. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm I'm behind the 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 desk. Uh, yeah, what can I do for you? Hey, yeah, um, got a couple questions here. Um, been been asked to help out with the uh, um, case of the uh, of the Lane kidnapping um, that was recently here, and I give the guy all the uh, details from what I've been told about it. Uh, what do you guys know about this? The the Lane kidnapping. Yeah. Remember, Elaine was kidnapped from Silver City. Yeah, um, has there been any uh, anything on the wires or any kind of information that uh, you guys are aware of in regards to this? I, you'd have to talk to the people in Silver City. Okay, okay. Just kind of curious if some some kind of word came came through here or, or not. Well, um, we got we got a lot of other stuff going on, so you know. I understand. I understand. Um, uh, just kind of curious, um, who in Silver City, in the way of uh, law enforcement, is uh, uh, should we be talking with while we're there? Because we're definitely going to be needing to meet up with them. And uh, uh, just kind of curious who who to talk to, and you know, if there's anybody there that you know, the other guys here knows to to avoid. Um, we got Blaine's uh, 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 cousin here with us uh, on this case, and. Uh, He's a little bit of a bravo, and uh, last thing we all need is some somebody uh, to uh, we say. Well, he says I I really don't know. Mm -hmm. um, um, yep, don't have a clue. Okay, no problem. I thought I thought I, I'd ask that I checked. They're probably pretty small over there. So uh, Silver City's a, a decent sized town, but. You know, yeah, it's not a, not a huge place. No. Um. Anything else? Nope. Nope. Just wanted to check on that because, because uh, uh, just I, I don't know. Just this whole thing of uh, of the uh, kidnapping thing here is is odd, and the fact that nothing is uh, from what I've been told uh, on this thing with limited information is that there's been no. Uh, oh, you're from the answer. university. Yeah, they yeah. called me in on on this because uh, they they figured that you know I you know had a mind for for coming up with information in regards to these things. I'm trying to get get as much information as I can while I'm here. Uh, we're all going to go down there and uh, kind of let you guys know about that too, in case if uh, you know something were to occur that maybe you could uh, talk to De Detective McNamara about that. You know, what happens if I don't if I don't happen to turn up or in the next uh, few days? I know he's out on a case there uh, 
over in Rio Rancho. And we'll be back for a while. But uh, but if I happen to disappear and stuff, let them know about what, what what's going on, what we're going out for. Okay. Well, don't disappear. We don't need any more disappeared people. No, I don't intend to. But that's why I'm, I'm checking in with you guys here in part and to leave a message with McNamara so that in case well, if, uh, the only one the only one that we've got any information on was Dr. Godfrey. Yeah. Well, what, what can you tell me about Dr. Godfrey's situation there? Well, not much. And it's not really a high priority. I mean, uh, full grown adults going missing happens every day. Oh, yeah. Um, and it usually just means they moved. Uh, I can tell you that um, that he traveled back and forth to Silver City quite a bit this year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that the last time he went, uh, he was planning on staying for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, he stayed over with a friend. Uh, and that the friend confirms mm -hmm. that he left to come home. But that's um, where he disappeared. Who was, the, who was the friend that he stayed with? I don't have a name on that one. Okay. So just basically stayed with a friend. And his, uh, his landlady called uh, when he was missing for two days. Mm -hmm. She called two days after the, the friend said that he left. Okay. Okay. So he did leave. He, uh, he, con he confirmed that he left. Okay. So that he okay. drove him to the train station. Uh, we didn't get a chance to, to discuss anything with the train conductor or anything like that. Uh, as I say, it's not a really a high priority. We've got burglaries. We've got all those other things going on right now. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, just let you know, uh, if it all goes well and I come back, the uh, the game's on for, for, uh, for, for uh, Sunday night. Cool. All right. All right. So, okay. I'm gonna uh, before I end every everything on my on my rounds and stuff. I'm gonna give both the uh, you know probably in separate phone calls both professors um, information about the uh, about the uh, friend, and uh, to both of them suggest uh, that uh, that uh, maybe t calling up the uh, the uh, housekeeper and see if we can get a name on that friend. She's gonna remember. Mm -hmm. And let them know that uh that that he actually left on the train. To come back to Albuquerque. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Okay. That would probably be Dr. Uh, Hisney. I, I don't have a phone. Okay. Then I'll call Dr. Hisney and pass it along to him about that yeah thank you for sharing hey no problem um kind of interesting that she didn't mention anything about the the friend she did oh she did I think okay she i didn't hear it when i was there i was just keeping an eye on the on other things in the study at the time i just couldn't remember the name okay yeah all right but it's good to know that he disappeared apparently when he was on the train. Mm -hmm. Is it worth visiting the train station before we leave? Might be. Yeah. I assume I'm gonna, you know, call and keep everybody in the in the loop that I can that I know who has a phone. Okay. At this point. Okay. Well, I'm I'm happy to jog down to the train station and 
and go and speak to the ticket office if he's been traveling regular? Well, at the moment, it's probably around 6 p.m. And the train arrives at um, like 8 p.m. And it's the same train that goes out in the morning. Okay. So don't add up the hours that I said, because that probably doesn't make any sense. Um, but uh, well, well, yeah, arriving in time, you know, a few minutes before the train would maybe arrive, speak to the conductors. We'll assume, uh, we'll assume it yeah. leaves in the morning, it goes there, and then it comes back and it arrives in the evening. It's not 12 hours. That doesn't make any sense, but you get the idea. Yeah. All right. So is that what you wanted to do? Yes, but uh, any any is Mr. Lehman, is Josh, is he good at yeah. Swede and such like? Do you want to sure. accompany me down to the station? Uh, okay, sure. can, I, um, can I bring my gin and tonic? Are you going to drive or how are we going to do this? I'll drive you drink. Sounds great. All right. Um, so you drive down to the, the, the train station after you've had dinner and all that sort of stuff. And you arrive there, you time it so that you arrive there, you know, about 7.45. And 15 minutes later, the train arrives. Um, there's, of course, a hustle and bustle of people getting off, getting their bags. But uh, if you want, you can corner the, uh, the conductor. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, hello, hello, good sir. Uh, the conductor is a very tall... Um, blonde, uh, very white complected fellow. And uh, he's like, yes, may I help you? Yes. Uh, my name is uh, Julius Clayton. Um, I'll, I was hoping that we may be able to ask uh, a couple questions about a uh, regular passenger of yours. Of course. My name, by the way, is Hans Harkinson. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Clayton. What, what, who is this passenger? Uh, a Dr. Godfrey. Are you familiar with him? Dr. Godfrey, a short little man with uh, spectacles, balding head. Yes, yes, yes I, I know who he is. Yes, when and this is your regular uh route, your uh, mm -hmm. go back and forth from Silver City on. Every day. Uh, every day? Five days a week. Uh, do you remember him leaving um, this station, what was it, four days ago or a week ago or whatever time he would have left? The last time. Um, well, leaving here, going to Silver City, uh, was at the beginning of the month. Um, I also remember him getting on the train to come home. Um, let's see when he let, when he left from here to go there, I do remember him asking me a question, uh, seeing if I could find him a bus schedule, uh, from Silver City to a town called Castronegro. Uh, I found him such a best schedule. I believe it costs 25 cents, the bus. Um, 
And then uh, on his way back, I told this to the police that um, he seemed he seemed a bit inebriated, to not to put too fine a, a word on it, which is kind of odd considering that it's prohibition. Um, but you know, there's people who can find their place. Uh, he was also in the company of two men. Um, had a kind of odd appearance. I would have thought at first that they were American Indians. Uh, they had black hair. Um, uh, but they had green eyes, which I thought was rather unusual. Um, uh, and they were kind of dressed like cow hands or, you know, they were not very good looking men, kind of ugly. Now the professor was not a good looking man either. And you know, it was kind of average, but these two were you know, not, not very pleasant looking people. Um, they were helping him. Um, was, was he bringing things back? Were they helping him carry things? No, they were sort of helping him not to fall over. And this was, returning, this was returning back to Albuquerque? This was going from Silver City to Las Cruces. Ah. And I don't, I don't recall him getting off the train, but uh, there aren't any stops. I don't think there's any stops. Well, he would know. I don't think that there's any stops between there and Las Cruces. Um, but you so the, 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 no, there's not. Uh, you don't remember him leaving at Las Cruces, but well, he, he had a ticket that would have taken him all the way through to Albuquerque, so he must have left in Las Cruces mm -hmm. because he definitely did not arrive in Albuquerque. That's what the police said. That's correct. Okay. And is that your assumption as well? I can't see any other answer. Okay. The only, and, I mean, I mean, the other possibility would be that he jumped off the train, but that doesn't make any sense. He didn't seem like the kind of a person who would do that. But these two native men with the green eyes, they must have made quite an impression on you, I'd imagine. Not really, just... I just remember it. It's not we don't get a lot of people coming from Silver City to Albuquerque. There were there weren't very many people on the train that day. But do you uh do you remember the men on uh the two men the two native men with the green eyes? Do you remember them getting off at Las Cruces or or coming all the way um up to our current location? I don't remember. I don't think I don't think I saw those gentlemen from Las Cruces to Albuquerque, so they must have gotten off as well. Okay. Um, can I do a psychology roll to see if I think he's telling the truth? Sure. Just, just barely made it. It seems like he's yeah. telling the truth. I, I, I nudge Julius and say, have you got that German book on you? This guy could maybe read it. Sure. Are you familiar with this type of German? Um, he looks at it and he says, oh, this is, uh, this is uh, an old middle high German. Uh, 
it's difficult. A lot of the words changed meaning. Yeah, I'm I'm having trouble getting through the text myself. I was hoping that you may be uh, more familiar than myself. He, as he glances through it, the look of like concern comes over his face because it's like this is a, a, a like a, a an, an occult book. I find it quite odd myself. I'd um, if you're willing to do some translation work, I'd be willing to pay you for the night. Um. No, I'm I'm far too busy for that. And he hands the book back to you. I uh, I pull out a fifty dollar bill. I go, how busy are you? I'm not qualified. I I don't think that I could do it. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know any uh, uh, Germans um, who may be more qualified than yourself in the area? Um. No. Or possibly in Silver City, with Crucis. I, I I wouldn't know. He seems disturbed by that book that you handed him. Well, I think it's worth giving him a tip and thanking him. I think that's really helpful advice, uh, information rather. All right. Sure, I chuck him a five spot. That's like a lot of money, I imagine, right? That's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a ton of money, right? So yeah, I chuck him a five spot. Thank you, sir. Give him one dollar and give me four. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And he goes back about his business. I'm sorry. Well, we, 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 give, we get back uh, to wherever we're staying, back home. I get back home. I'll, I'll let the professors know um, some of the, inf- the information. Okay. We've just received. All right. So you've conferred. And. Um, we can skip ahead to the morning. What time are you going to leave? Early. Yeah. As early as possible. Mm-hmm. Say be yeah. ready to leave at, you know, what, six, seven o'clock in the morning? I am going to assume then that, you know, you've had food and you've, you've got water and you've got all of the things. You've got provisions. You're well stocked. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So what did we say? Seven o'clock you leave before it gets too hot? Sure. Um, good good idea there. Okay. Um, go ahead and, and who's driving? Well, I'm going to struggle with a book this time, so I'm definitely not going to drive. I'll volunteer, but we'll go slow. I'll switch out when he's he's had had enough. Kind of take okay. shifts at it. All right. Um, uh, Jeff, do a luck roll. Pass. Twenty-six. Okay. Um, for the most part. Uh, except for a couple of close calls with rocks in the road and and uh, animals occasionally. Um, Roadrunner. Armadillos, I don't know. Um, it takes you about five hours, uh, and you pull into a little town called Truth or Consequences. Um, <laughs> it's not much more than uh, than a pit stop. 
Uh, there's a diner there. You're hungry. Um, uh, but you still probably have a couple, maybe even three hours to go from here. Uh, you've been driving slow. The road's been pretty bad. Um, uh, so, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. It's about noon. As I'd like to going. stretch my legs and get and, and get a bite. Yeah, and use the bathroom and all that sort of stuff. Um, so you go ahead and you do that. Um, uh, and then did you want to switch drivers? Yeah, I'll, I'll switch out. All right. So Rob is going to drive from here to Silver City. Uh, you have a choice. Um, the better road uh, goes to Las Cruces and then goes to... Um, uh, over to Silver City. Uh, those are the better roads, but it is the longer drive. Um, or you can go through a little corner of um, uh, the Gila National Forest, uh, but it's hilly. It's uh, you know, like this most of the way, and it won't take you as long, but it'll be a less comfortable drive. Gentlemen, which, which way... Uh... You want to go? I'm good with going either way. I would please stick to the road more travel. Which would be through Las Cruces. Take us out of our way, and we would potentially have to stay in uh, Las Cruces or Messia there. How much longer would that take, uh, Tom, to go to Las Probably Cruces? Probably it would add an hour. Or oh, it's not much. Maybe an hour and a half. I say we take the better road and avoid any possible damage to the vehicle. Okay. We can check out check out this connection with uh, the professor as well, the doctor there. And we're likely to get a uh, gas in, in in Las Cruces there. Okay. Yeah. So you go that way. Um, go ahead and do uh, once again a luck roll, uh, Ford. Okay. Nope, uh, I missed. Okay. Um, I put my seatbelt on. Well, what happens is, is as you're driving, there is an area where there is a wash, and uh, it's obvious that um, the uh, the wash has damaged the road in that area, and you decide to chance it and. Uh, you almost go off the road in the in the process. Um, uh, uh, Julius, I would like you to do a constitution rule. Okay. Just straight con? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I failed. Okay. Before you get to Las Cruces... Uh, you've been trying to read the German and translate some of it. Uh, it's proving very difficult. And because you're concentrating on it, and because the car is lurching around a little bit, you're getting more and more and more nauseous. And so you finally yell out, you know, stop the car now. And uh, you're just out in the middle of nowhere. But you have to jump out of the car and 
barf. You're, you lose all of your lunch all over the place. Um, and you realize that, that you're not... You, just the thought of picking up that book again and trying to read it while you're driving is just not going to work. A diner was a mistake. <laughs> not used to uh, eating green chili there, eh? Anyways, after another couple of hours go by, you finally pull into Silver City. Um, it's not a it's not a big city like Albuquerque, um, but it's got you know it's got the usual things for a small town. Uh, it's not I, it's hard to give you an idea. You know, it's probably got five thousand people, which is still a small town, not a huge city. It is a city, but it's a little city. Uh, and it's probably about what what will we say five o'clock in the evening when you pull in, and it's been long and hot and disc and and difficult, and he vomited and and you're really glad that the drive is over. Julia, should we should we head to your cousin's place? Uh, yeah, I need to wash up. Okay, uh, professors, are you happy with this? His cousin, his cousin is in Silver City, though, or? Yeah. His, res his, his residence is downtown Silver City. His missing cousin. Mm -hmm. his, yeah. So we're going to push through from here? David, David Are Blaine. we not in Silver City? You're in Silver City. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant we were in Las Cruces. No, no. You, you finally arrived, and there's nothing in Las Cruces for me to tell you. So. Um, <clears throat> one fifty nine Hyde Street in Silver City, New Mexico. That's David Lane's townhouse. Um, uh, there is a light on in the window. Hmm. I suggest to Lucius uh, he goes and checks in case it's like a servant or a family. Acquaintance or something like that. Sure, I I open the door, and uh, I say, uh, "Whoever you are, come downstairs, damn it!" And, no uh, uh, so you just walk in. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. You frighten the landlady. I mean the um. The uh, what you call her? The house housekeeper. Okay. Um, little Hispanic woman, uh, obviously also a live-in. Uh, her name is Agapita uh, Sanchez. Oh, you frightened me. Terribly sorry. Uh, is there a place I can wash up? Uh, my associates have some questions for you. Uh, I, I'm Julius Clayton, by the way. Uh, Lane. Uh, your family. Okay. Yes, and she shows you where the bathroom is. And uh, anything that you need. Yes, I know that. Okay. Do you have any questions for this man? While I go wash up? You're welcome to ask me. I just go off and kind of leave them all awkwardly standing there looking at the maid. Okay. Well, I, I explained to the, the maid that we're obviously looking for uh, David, David Lane, 
and oh. ask ask uh, if she can help us to find him at all. Uh, any information on um, when she last saw him, who his friends have been recently, if he's been meeting with anybody, etc. Well, she says, um, Senor Lane, Mr. Lane, um, uh, they believe that he may have been kidnapped. That, Who is what, that is what they said to us, the police. They were here to look around. Have Have you seen him meeting with anyone, or uh, has he been doing anything out of the ordinary in the last few days before he disappeared? Um, no, just you know, um, sometimes he has a lady friend over. Do you know her name? No. It isn't always the same lady friend. I Fair think enough. he likes very much the ladies. And sometimes, to... sometimes the neighbors come by. Okay, so they a lot of socializing. Uh, yes, he likes he likes to socialize. Does she know the, the police that she was speaking to or the chief of police in town? Um, she says, I don't know his name, no. I think he's a sheriff. Okay. Um, I suggest to the professors that we have a look about and uh, I want to ask her where, if David has a study or... Uh, an office and kind of private rooms, library, etc. Okay. Um, it's 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 now eight o'clock. Shall we break there or stop there until next week? Um, sure. Yeah, I think that's a good spot before you start searching yeah. the house. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like that could take a long time. Yeah, it probably will. All right, so let's see. Our players, our players included Ken Trench, Jeff Wilkins, Ford Fitch, Joshua Morrow, and Fred Carter, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our shows can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations uh, when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. We have two new $5 patrons, uh, Samuel Hodgkins and Ryan Bird. Thank you so much for your contributions. Thanks, guys. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>